Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to these Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me as always, Zach Bartle. Zach, what's going on, man? I, I'm all discombobulated. I didn't hear the music. Yeah. And I assume you're going to put it in later, but I, I don't know if I can do this if I don't hear the music. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what it was? I am uh, doing a podcasting class at my school, and so I use uh, the computer to record the students. I have a Yeti mic at school that I use to record them, and so it's still – I forgot to change the settings over so that um, the out the speakers were coming out. I know you're just bored with all these details, aren't you? <laughs> Everybody, it's Greg Dutcher. Hey, chiming in with the uh, frivolous goofball. I uh, have what's to up, say, player? what's up, Yuletide players? <laughs> Not sure what Yuletide means, but it it's a good prefix to players. Um, <laughs> Oh, shut up, Bobby Sue. That's not my kid. That's, that's my dog. Uh, it's our dog. And uh, shut up, dog. It's, it's, honestly, dude, how Christmas is this? I'm sitting in our uh, living room um, on this fine, cool mid-Atlantic Saturday morning, and the UPS truck is pulling up, um, representing my uh, increasing Christmas debt, and the dog is barking at it. This is just great. Man. That's the, uh, the Dutch doggy dog. It is. Oh, touche, touche. Yes. Bobby, shoot be quiet. <laughs> Hold on, guys. I think I have to sign for this. This is great. This is like real time. This is good radio. Real time action. Bobby, oh, Sue reminds me of Cindy Lou on The Grinch. Thank you. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's Christmas. Right, Tip Sue. that guy, dude. Tip him. Yes. <laughs> I should have, man. He pulled away. Oh. I would have done it. They get like one second to deliver each package now. It's nuts. Dude, it's crazy. And we're doing all of our stuff um, almost 95%. I was telling you, Nathan, before we went live by UPS, Amazon, uh, mainly Amazon, UPS, FedEx. Oh. So you're what's wrong with America right now. I am, I am. I actually feel like the most horrendous consumer right now because I, I am. Um, but, dude, we're like about... We're about done. I was asking Nathan, Zach, are, are you guys done your Christmas shopping? Um, well, I'm almost done procrastinating and ready to start the Christmas shopping. <laughs> nice, dude. Oh, you got you actually got another week to procrastinate, uh, especially if you're an Amazon Prime member. Oh, you uh, know Nathan, it, player. Yeah. <laughs> See, no, actually- you can get them as a sponsor. Um, it's my I'm favorite sure little mom and shop pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. They're really looking for these going to 11 to back their enterprise. I can feel it. Um, <laughs> They're at a crossroads and they could become a force. And, and something like a sponsorship with this humble program could probably push them over the edge. <laughs> it would. It would. That little push over the cliff. Uh-huh. See, if you got that, that's a these go to 11 reference. Um, very good. Nice. Now, Greg, let me ask you, you just got a package there. Was that package from Mission Aware? Because if it wasn't, it's just worthless. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, dude. Great segue. It sadly is not because if it were from Mission Aware, dude, um, I know this is uh, not a vodcast. They even do that anymore. But you would see a smile from ear to ear. Now you see just a ghost of a smile on my countenance. <laughs> You're a, a shell of a man. <laughs> It's a boring stocking stuffer, is, is all it is, from a non-Mission um, Aware enterprise. So, yeah. You know, Mission Aware owes me a couple of busts, and I'm wondering if anybody in our listening base uh, who's ordered or, or who kick-started the, the, the uh, theologian statue bust situation has gotten theirs yet. If you could hit me up Ooh. on Twitter and let me know um, if I should be worried. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, those were supposed to be sent out before Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah. But mine, you know, being being uh, the result of a uh, arrangement, a sponsorship deal, may be a, a low on the list, you know, below the paying customers. Ah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. yeah. I have to check in with El Jefe. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, we, uh, as always, do uh, do love sponsoring Mission Aware and all of their great products. Um, you know, last week we talked about the ugly sweaters that they have, of course, as they were doing their um, Kickstarter. We were promoting those busts. And now uh, now it's kind of closed off till spring. Is that correct, Zach? I don't know anymore. I thought I knew, and then Doc and Devo said something else. I don't know. Uh, this is the kind of insider information that we get when we have Zach. I was the inside man for like two minutes, and then, uh, you know, I feel like I was just the flavor of the week with El Jefe. Now he's on with like Les Lamphere, you know, he's lying on his bed on his tummy, coquettishly kicking his feet, and it's stuck, in, you know, just kind of chatting it up with him. You know, uh, I feel like I feel like I was the pretty redhead girl at the youth group, and then yeah. the next week I wasn't there at all. You were, man. You got dropped like uh, third period French. <laughs> yeah. Bring it back. Uh, that a 1989 reference. Yeah, that's my goal here. Oh, <laughs> uh, just remember, Zach. Hate the, hate the game, not the player. You're right. That's right. You know what? That the was game, the most. Baby. That was the wisdom of Dutcher this morning. <laughs> yeah. You guys know what I have next to my next to my bed here, and this isn't going to get weird at all. It's uh, yeah. uh, by the way, I'm I'm recording while lying coquettishly on my bed, kicking my stocking feet uh, oh, yeah. you know, playfully in there. Can we get a but, selfie of that and put it up on our Twitter and Facebook page? Yes. <laughs> but I've got a large stack of sharper image, Brookstone, Hammaker, Schlemmaker, whatever, all these like gizmo catalogs that come out at, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I'm starting to wonder if I should be ashamed of the level of like pure avarice and coveting when I, when I flip through these things and see like the, the heated ice scraper for the car or like the, you know, the like virtual reality Frisbee games and all this stuff. I want yeah. all of it. I love flipping through these catalogs. <laughs> Dude, that reminds me of like when I was young and you get like the big Sears or Toys R Us catalog coming in, you know, and your parents, did you ever like do this where your parents would be like, okay, now sit down and kind of circle the things that you want. Oh yeah. And, you know, oh, you like yeah, just dude. basically were like, well, you know, just everything in here and yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Every superhero action figure, dude, is what I was circling. Yeah. Dude, I, don't, I, don't I, re- always- I remember that. I would always circle something I knew was way out of my price range and write like please or something on it. Yeah. You know, like so like three hundred and fifty dollar like actual functioning monster truck that you can yes. like take out on the sidewalk. Yes. Yes. Nice. Now I, I don't wanna I don't wanna, you know, get too personal here, but but it's I just wanna say it surprised me a little bit when Dutcher was talking about circling stuff in a Toys R Us catalog. I, I thought that he might be a little bit outside of the age range of those who did that? How old are you, uh, Dude, I am a young spry 48. Oh, okay. Uh, so maybe you were one of the first uh, Target demos because Toys R Us didn't, it wasn't around that long. I feel like it was 80s through, you know, last year or whatever. Yeah. So this would have been, um, these probably weren't Toys R Us. If I, this will date it for you, Zach. This will make sense. I believe they were Sears catalog. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember my mother saying circle and she only wanted me to like circle two. And uh, right. of course, like, you know, I'd circle all of them. And one of them I'd better get. be clothes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I would get two. Uh, so it uh, didn't matter what I circled. That was dumb because then my mother was left. Without my prioritization of things, right? And, uh, right. She yeah, had a color wrong. code. Like I circle it in red. That means absolutely yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, I never did. That was smart, dude. That's that explains a lot about my childhood. But that was. See, Dutcher, um, I actually pictured you like with your nose up against the window at Higby's, like at the beginning <laughs> of uh, the Christmas Story. <laughs> Oh, dude, perfect reference, man. Higby's, which is, am I correct that that house in A Christmas Story is like, I think it's, isn't it in Cleveland, actually? Or maybe. Yeah, and it's a museum. It's a museum now, right? And I think you can, years ago, I thought, I remember reading, you could stay there, bed and breakfast or something like that. Uh, Might be uh, affixed to it or something. But I believe in the movie, it was Cleveland Street, which was Mm -hmm. a, Little hat tip to the fact that it was actually in Cleveland, not where was it supposed to be, like Indianapolis or something? No, I think it was an invented uh, Indiana town. Uh, yes. I'm pretty sure. And, and yeah, they talked about downtown such and such. I oh, I wish I remember. I watch it every single year. Me but too, it, dude. 
it was it was in a, it was a fictional town. What I love is that they shot in the Midwest thinking, well, that'll be perfect for this look. And then it was extra hot that year. And they had to like yes. spray like laundry detergent based <laughs> fake snow everywhere. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, Higby's man. Great, great reference, which is I also believe the site of uh, one of the best lines ever where the kid who's a little troubled or a little different. Says, I like uh, the Tin Man. <laughs> yeah, I like the Tin Man. Just I saw a guy with a, with, with a T-shirt uh, years ago with just the simple quote, "I like the Tin Man." And, and with the goggles it, on. Like, in, yeah, he's wearing it like in late March, which made it even better. Um, just incredible, man. That is one of the great lines. Great. Did you guys uh, see the the new Grinch yet? Uh, no, the animated. I have one? not. It's Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. as the Grinch. Uh, it should have been Paul Giamatti because he already looks like him. But uh, yes. <laughs> I got to say, I, I was a little disappointed. It was it was fun. It was better than the Jim Carrey one, obviously. Yes. But uh, it, yeah, I don't think it's going to catch on as anybody's yearly viewing. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. But it I, had a good uh, song in it, which might uh, kind of segue us, which was uh, a... Uh, like a hip hop version of "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch," which sounds, when I say it out loud, like it would be insufferable, but was actually pretty catchy and pretty cool. Is that the one they played on the uh, on the preview for it? Yes. Okay. Well, it, what bothered me is the the lyrics are "Who is this fellow with his skin all green and his teeth all yellow?" And as they're saying these lyrics, he smiles that evil grin, and his teeth are like perfectly white, which <laughs> created a disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, who I talked to somebody that saw it and said it was good, but didn't really do much to um, advance it for a more you know, modern society, younger audience, and that it wasn't as good as the classic. That, that's one guy's opinion. You, and you but, can't uh, you can't dominate the the classic is the best. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And uh, I, although I think it's made pretty good money, I think it's made some good smack if I. I remember right. So that's pretty much probably all the studio cares about. Right. You know, I wonder though if it's um, – there really isn't anything else for family uh, families to go out and see together right now, is there? I don't think so. I think you're right there. So I'm wondering I if maybe so, that yeah. has to – you know, has a lot to do with the money that's being made on it because, you know, you want to take your kids out on a Saturday morning and, and you know, catch a movie this time of year. You know, that's kind yeah. of what you got. Yeah, I bet the I bet the studio execs, dude, behind the making of it are just crushed uh, by our assessment of its quality, <laughs> even though it's even though it's making a lot of money. I bet they are just it's probably wrecked their entire season. I, I, I feel bad about it. They're not coming out with a sequel because of this. Right. <laughs> exactly. They are devastated. Uh, now, Creed Two, guys, I know it's not about that. Got to get it in. Awesome, by the way, Creed Two uh, for all our listeners. Must really, see Ted, movie. Ted Cluck was texting me throughout, telling me that it was an absolute turd. I haven't yeah. seen it, but uh, he truly hated it. Yeah, um, I've always questioned. Uh, I, I don't. I don't want to get too personal here. I've always questioned whether Ted is actually regenerate. So um, that, <laughs> that's kind of speaking to this issue with with a little more concern. I, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Ted Cluck is uh, completely wrong. It's amazing. Uh, incredible movie. I liked it better than the first, uh, and I thought the first Creed was awesome. Did you like it better than Rocky Four, though? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what's incredible, dude. We watch all the Rocky movies every year. We're, we're not quite where our mutual buddy Nathan Matt Smith is on yeah. on Rocky and all things Stallone, but pretty close. My wife, back in the day, excuse me, back in the Dizzy, um, <laughs> she, she, she. And yeah, she held a little candle for Sly, uh, so she's always enjoyed even his stinkers, which are many. But um, Rocky One, Rocky Two are serious movies. Rocky Three, Rocky Four are formulaic movies, but fun. So Creed is a return to me to the more serious, uh, reflective side of things. So I wasn't sure how that was going to work. How do you bring back Drago and his son uh, in? One of the cheesiest movies ever made. You know, I can change. You can change. We can change. But uh, yeah, I can't explain it. They, they kind of made it work. It, they did to me. I, but maybe Klaus uh, couldn't get that. Uh, I don't know. Dutcher, you, you, we, 
obviously, Rocky Two is the most inconsequential of the four Rocky movies, and we're not going to acknowledge the existence of a Rocky Five. Um, yes, yes. What is Rocky this movie you speak of? Second best. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. Tommy the Machine Gun. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. My understanding is that that actor like got AIDS and then got better. I don't know how you do that, but that's what I've yeah, read. Yeah, um, true. Although, although he he died, didn't he? Oh, so I guess he did not get better. I know. I, I thought that was like miraculous or like unexplained, or, or they right. were like, like we have to figure uh, out what happened with him so it can happen with others. Anyway, and that movie didn't happen. Go back along. Yeah, yeah, but, terrible. Uh, I know that that maybe you aren't familiar with if some of my credentials uh, and Mr. Cluck's credentials here, but we actually wrote the definitive Rocky Four white paper uh, Ooh, called no. "If Views Can Change." A and I, I don't remember the whole title, but the subtitle was like <laughs> a theological, political, socioeconomic, such and such and such analysis of Sylvester Stallone's seminal work, Rocky Four. Um, yes. And and uh, we kind of went back and forth writing the different aspects of it, and and it on our website every single month that is the by far the most downloaded thing. And wow. uh, we, we 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 I had one section called uh, uh, oh good grief it was like a political uh, no 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 it was it was uh, the kingdom of God as represented in Rocky Four, and it was just like a whole page of. USA, USA, USA. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, that's that's about right, dude. That's about right. Uh, but I am uh, looking, dudes, and uh, yeah, uh huh. Richard, dude, Tommy. Yeah, his name was Tommy Morrison. Yeah, he was a real fighter. He was. Yeah, dude. He uh, he died not long ago. He died in twenty thirteen. Hmm. Um. So anyway, does it say what of? Uh, let's see. Uh, he died at age 44. Young dude. Yikes. According to the Nebraska Department of Health, and uh, cause of death was cardiac arrest resulting huh. from multi-organ failure due to septic shock caused by a pseudomonas uh, infection. I don't know. Huh. Uh, That's when you say, how did he die? And you go, oh, that's hard to say. It's hard to say. Exactly. <laughs> Very hard to Young say. Young dude. Young that's dude, that's even, sad. Yeah. Even with all that fame from Rocky Five, um, <laughs> no, terrible dude. I'll tell you oh, what. No, I, will, I do remember one line that I love in that, which is that guy with the fur coat who's always like, "Touch me and I'll sue you." That guy's yeah, great. Exactly. Yeah, he was great. He was great. And at the end, Rocky punches him, doesn't yeah. he? Sue me for what? Um, yeah, and, and then he goes to jail, and then he gets out right before uh, Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Oh no, that doesn't happen. But it would have in real life. <laughs> it, it would in real life, exactly. <laughs> Yes, that's uh, now there is one holdover, dude, from Rocky Five to Rocky Balboa, which I think even Stallone's acknowledged. I know this from geeking out with Matt Smith uh, that he is—he's not poor in Rocky Balboa, but nor does he have his '80s Trump-like wealth. Right. Uh, he owns a little restaurant called Adrian's, uh, you know, a little kind of brick restaurant right in the row of Philadelphia uh, row homes. And uh, he's locking it up, and he talks to uh, aficionados about boxing and stuff. So I did hear that's the one holdover from Rocky Five where he lost all his money. Yeah, he doesn't have the robot money. anymore. No, the robot <laughs> appears to have gone. Much he to Polly's chagrin, if you will. Yes. <laughs> yes, the robot with oddly sexual overtones. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we we digress. I hope dude, you label Merry Christmas, season, everyone. Like, yeah, pre- <laughs> Merry Christmas and Christmas music. And they're getting uh, what we've talked about in the first 30 minutes. That'd be great. That's great. I'm sure they, they've never experienced that before. <laughs> Gather all the grandchildren around the hearse. <laughs> Let me tell you a story, kids. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Uh, well, this is why we love this podcast, guys, because we totally intend on talking about one thing and <laughs> spend 20 minutes talking about something else. Uh, yes, dude. That's so great. But we are uh, we are going to uh, do our uh, traditional uh, music, but we're going to change it up a little bit, Greg. In the past, we've done more of an analytical um, focus on Christmas music. And uh, Zach, did you join us for one of those or did we just kind of talk about music in general when you came on? Uh, no, no, I was, remember I was on a Christmas episode that we, that we recorded sometime in early June. Right. And uh, it, it was, it was talking all about uh, 
Like what was actually, I think I dropped in with this at the end and you were like, Oh, we're going to talk about that next time. So let's talk about it with you. And I, and I told you, cause I just have so much hate in my heart for songs like, uh, simply having a wonderful Christmas time or this <laughs> Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me. These yes. are like, if these were people, I would hate them and I'd have to repent of it, but they're yeah. not. So I can hate them with impunity dead, with a burning passion. But Nathan, was I probably, know why you were laughing, dude. I know why you're laughing at that one. Cause I, I just ripped that in my sermon last week, uh, Ooh. Zach, the, uh, the Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. And I got an email from a dude in our church um, who said his opinion is that you can always tell which are the better written Beatles songs, the one that, that typically Lennon did, and which are the McCartney songs, which are weird. I mean, let's face it, when the refrain in a Christmas song is literally ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, <laughs> ding dong, ding dong. I mean, really? <laughs> Seriously? That, I mean, isn't Paul McCartney knighted? Isn't he a knight? I, I that thought wrong? that song was written by the kid who likes the Tin Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, we got to do a mashup somehow of that song and that line. I bet you can do it in the day and age. That's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, think about it, dude. I mean, that is just, that song is just garbage. As is Gloria <laughs> Stefan's. Christmas through your eyes. Hot, oh, smelly man. garbage. What about Mariah Carey's grown-up Christmas list? Oh, man. Now, I got to be careful here because my wife, one of her favorite non-Christian Christmas songs is the All I Want for Christmas is You. Oh, Mariah that is Carey. a turd as well, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's like if you think you're going to get coal in your stocking and it's an actual turd. And you're like, how was I... That bad. <laughs> Dude, I'm getting Lisa to listen in to this podcast just for that quote by Mr. Bartles. That was a well. I got to be careful, man. I, I'm hoping sometime in the next year or so to make a trip down to our nation's capital and, and worship at your church. And uh, I yes. don't want any enemies waiting for me. No, dude. No, dude. We want you. Uh, we want you here, dude. We will get you here on that. Hey, seriously. Just Zach, think about this, Zach. All the things that Greg has said on this podcast and he's still preaching at the church, you're going to be good to go, man. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so thankful for only having two listeners. Uh, that's just so, so helpful and allows me to say many scandalous things. But uh, seriously, Zach, we'll set it up now, dude. I mean it. I'm not implanted in my cheek. You're in our part of the country. We'll get you in the pulpit. Um, I'm on so. vacation. I don't want to be in the pulpit. <laughs> <laughs> See, but dude, I just had a chance to turn your vacation into, into your vacation. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think that was now the rationale emerges. Uh, you know what? So. I want. I just want to do a little special music while I'm there and sing. Uh, all I want for Christmas is you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's so funny. Uh, your recoil when I mentioned that song. That's great. That's great. Uh, guide us, Nathan, man. This is, I don't even know where to go from here. Yeah. You guys, I, I don't want to step into Nathan's shoes, but I think before we get to personal uh, likes and dislikes, we, we really, in, in the climate we're in, have to discuss baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> oh, yeah. With, with yeah. all that's going on surrounding yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me ask yeah. you guys, okay? So, um, I have a special um, dislike for the song, but it has nothing to do with that. It actually comes from years ago uh, when I was a teacher. But before I go into that, I just what what are your guys' thoughts on it pre everything that's going on? And if they haven't changed, now's your time to confess and repent your unholiness. <laughs> Oh man, are we going to have a Kevin Hart moment here? Is that what's, uh, <laughs> what's 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 happening here? You know, Nathan, I'd say at forty-eight, if you don't think that I can mature and change, I think was the quote, uh, then uh, you're right. I can't. I have. Uh, <laughs> Toucher, so, if I can change and use yeah. can change, everyone can change. <laughs> and use tease can change. No, uh, none of them actually change. That's the weird thing about that. I know. It's incredible. Dude, I don't know. When Gorbachev or the Gorbachev-like bot stood up and did the slow clap. That <laughs> 80s slow clap from Gorbachev. I mean, that, was, that was realistic, dude. I, I said that would happen. Um, yeah. um, 
that's the, what brought uh, it all together for you, huh, Dutcher? Sure. <laughs> it did. That was the moment of realism that saved That was the, the end of the Cold War, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> it was, man. Totally ended by Rocky. On Christmas, no less. Oh, nice. That was, um, yeah, that's a Christmas movie. I <laughs> heart's a Christmas movie. That's a Christmas movie. It is a total Christmas movie. I, I actually, I do believe it came out in because uh, this is where I date myself, dudes. Uh, what was that? Eighty. Nobody else will date it, but Eighty-five. <laughs> so I was fifteen, and I believe it came out like Thanksgiving of nineteen eighty-five. Almost positive. Um, it is. I would say it's a Christmas movie. Uh, baby, it's cold outside. Uh, we talked about that, Nathan, on our first ever Christmas music podcast two or three years back, mm-hmm. I think. So nobody will remember since we don't. Um, <laughs> I actually kind of dig the song. Mm-hmm. Now, I like the classic Dean Martin and whoever the gal is that's singing it with him. Um, I mean, it's not epic, uh, but I think it's kind of a funny song of I never saw it through the lens of date rape culture or that kind of thing. I know some people make uh, a lot out of the fact that the girl, doesn't she say something like, what's in this drink? Yeah. Which, which I, I took to be like, oh, it's a, it's a strong drink. You know, he's, uh, he's gone a little more Bacardi than Coke. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I, but that was just me. I, I, it's a sensitive subject, but I took it as a playful song of a, guy who's uh, smitten with this girl doesn't want her to leave because uh, he wants to be with, with her it. through the yeah through the night doing an intensive inducted bible study that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's how i view the song is that are you guys saying uh, I'm because that's it? how pure you are <laughs> yeah exactly that's all i could envision fathom anything else <laughs> they are ready to get into the book of galatians and really just See what these Judaizers are all about. That's, that's how I took it. <laughs> then they're going to have the DTR. Uh, is that a phrase you guys no. don't know? Did you go to Christian no. college? Come on. Uh, the DTR I, I is the defining the relationship talk. Oh, I have heard that. Yes. Yes. Oh, Where is so this going? Went, Where is yeah. this going? <laughs> and he wants to see if she's WM. Is that still a thing? Wife okay. material. Anyway. Oh. Um, yeah. Early 90s Campus Crusade, uh, people were talking about WMs. I don't remember DTR. Uh, I do remember, dude, dude, had a powerful QT this morning, dude. I'm thinking that Sarah might be WM. Um, What about uh, women who are there to get their MRS? That's pretty uh, condescending, isn't it? That's still a thing. My (laughs) wife was told that by a pastor uh, right before she enrolled at or went to Liberty University. Uh, in uh, 1990, a pastor said to her, oh, you're going there to get your MRS degree. Her parents found it amazingly funny. Lisa found it less so. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, she met me not at Liberty. So, um, anyway. Well, uh, yeah, but you haven't shared your view, Zach, on the song. I have always thought, I didn't hear this song until late. I, like, I was already in the pastorate when I heard it. It was... Uh, I think I heard it here or there, but I didn't think of it as a Christmas song, a standard. And we were the first year, 2005, we were at uh, my church where I just started pastoring about a month earlier. We were doing the Hanging of the Greens, uh, where you try to convince everyone it's fun to decorate an entire church building for Christmas, even though it's labor. (laughs) It's fun because there's meatballs beforehand or something. Yes. and we we were like somebody put a CD in the little CD player in the sanctuary, and it had like we wish you a merry Christmas, and then another one, and then and then and then that came on, and and the guy's wife was like, Sean, this is not appropriate. He's like, what? And they had this argument in front of me about exact, you know, he was saying just what Greg was just saying. No, no, it's just a guy. He he doesn't want her to go out in the cold and get in a car accident, or he wants to. And she's like, no, he's trying to have sex with her. And so I got home. And I got on my dial-up internet connection and downloaded the song and listened to it. And I immediately was like, this song is rapey as hell. This is horrible. It's, there's that line about my brother will be at the door. And I'm like, there needs to be another verse when the brother does arrive at the door and beat the <laughs> crap out of this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Or like an axe handle or something. It just, it just like goes to town. I'm like, what do you think you're doing? Like, right. I don't know. There's in my, and I don't even have a daughter, but in my mind, there was something like when I listened to it, I got really protective of this uh, alleged woman. Now, the couple that wrote it and like originally, 
um, popularized it, they have come out and said it was meant to be entirely just cute. And, you know, they were married when they made the original little like film of, you know, almost a music video of it. Mm-hmm. And right. it was just meant to be fun. They did not mean anything. But I mean, I don't know. How do you, re- do you really think what's in this drink doesn't imply there's, you know, some kind of Cosby action going on? That's, that's troubling to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm trying to keep an open mind to it. <laughs> Maybe it's just uh, because I dig the song. Well, hey, there, there's no doubt that uh, it is catchy. There's no doubt if you saw the SNL take on that song. Did you ever see that, guys, with uh, Fallon and Cecily Strong? It's, no. Uh, it's clever. Our, I'll leave it to our viewer or our listeners to determine it. It's. They clearly interpret it as as you did, Zach. And the follow up they do to it, <laughs> they do the song. There's a uh, pause, and then there's like uh, three minutes later, and then the song kind of goes in reverse. And I'm like, oh, I see what they did there. It was uh, it was clever. There's but, also uh, a uh, Key and Peel where they do a similar kind of thing, where there's a reversal, and uh, and and she won't let him leave at the end. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's kind of similar. I, I haven't seen the Key and Peel one. Um. Yeah, Nathan. What about you, dude? Yeah, being awfully quiet over there, Nathan. <laughs> well, so like I said, I I have a disdain for the song that kind of predates all of this stuff. So my my first year teaching, we had an administrator at our school who was uh, less than thoughtful or uh, godly, should I say? And um, he liked to really give in to the students and what they wanted to do. And so we were doing our Christmas chapel for uh k through 12 so everyone's in the chapel oh, together no i don't like where this is going Nathan. he yeah. he approves these uh these three girls to get up and sing this song and oh i think you told me this yeah day. as as teachers we had been fighting on him all week like this is completely inappropriate they should not be doing this his argument and justification was well they've changed the words around a little bit so it's not as bad when you have to clarify not as bad you know that something <laughs> is yeah. wrong um and right. so my actually my intention was to if if they were going to do this to just stand up and stop it and uh, Joy and I were teaching at the same school, and she was like, I don't want you doing that. Um, we had a huge conversation back and forth on it, and I was like, all right, fine, but I've got to leave. I've got to leave if they do this because I, I cannot stand it. And so um, so they start. They get up, and they start the song, and I just – I leave. I pretend i got to go to the bathroom. And oh, you didn't huff and, and stalk out? No. I, I you didn't did not, storm out? I did not make a scene. Um, ah. So I come back in probably about five minutes later, and everything's just dead silent. It, oh, and I'm no. like, what the – what like what's go, what, oh, did, what did I miss? So uh, later on, I go in, and I find out that my wife actually stood up and stopped the song. Um, yeah, yeah. Joy. so that's she, a plot twist so yeah she was just like she stood up she's she went right over to the administrator told the people to stop the music she said this is completely inappropriate we should not be doing this during this chapel um and and had them stop right in the middle of it um and so i'm i mean i was just completely floored and blown away um at that and so i you know the the context of um, the song being sung in a Christmas chapel uh, in front of K through 12th graders just, uh, you know, it just turned my stomach and, and I just, yeah, I have not been able to to hear the song without the that image in my mind. And so it just, you know, any like that I could have potentially had for it just totally went out the window. Man, thanks a lot, guys. I'm making a note to myself. Scrap. <laughs> Scrap opening of Christmas Eve service. All right, good. <laughs> texting, uh, texting Josh Mitchell, our worship leader, so we got to change our entire theme 
You know, I mean, we did it one year. It was just two violins, so there was no (laughs) lyrics. Just take out the lyrics. (laughs) I'm telling you guys, if we can somehow sell my inductive Bible study interpretation, I I think we might be able to save this song in in Christendom, at least, if if nowhere else. What if they had um, uh, changed the lyrics to that uh, end? Nathan, would you have been okay with it? Like, yeah. I want to know how the gospel applies to Gentiles. <laughs> I've got to parse some Greek verbs with you. <laughs> What's in this verse? Uh, we got it, dude. Dude, we could seriously make some green setup. If we just sit down with pen and paper today... Submitting. Where's like a Christian Weird Al Yankovic when you need him? That's Tim uh, Hawkins. The title of, uh, dude, I think you got the title of the uh, the episode there. Yeah, yeah, dude, What's, in <laughs> What's in this verse? What's in this verse? We're done. We, Nate, you got to drop the mic now. It's, it's over. Oh, no, it's no. done. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh my goodness! Good. I, now my now my wife and I are going to have to talk about that song today, and I'm going to have to rethink it, and take it off my my Apple's playlist, and uh, oh my goodness, we'll see, we'll see. Oh yeah. man, uh, dude, yeah, I, I don't even know where to go from here. I mean, <laughs> oh, dude, that's great. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you where, uh, Nathan. I'll I'll go now. I'm going to fight for this one if you guys don't like it. I really dig. I've always liked this song, Soft Spot. Secular song. I actually think you could go Ecclesiastes-like and kind of make it sort of the the common ground appeal to skeptics, unbelievers, etc. And uh, I'm talking about Stevie Wonder's uh, Someday at Christmas. Uh, love the song. Love the, the tone. Love the tune. And I've honestly thought, dude, you could do some kind of topical little series with that song as a template that um, Jesus makes every wish in that song real. Hmm. How about them apples? I'm kind of out. I don't know this song. Oh, dude, yeah, Someday at Christmas. Um, it was written in the, in the 60s. I think like he wrote saying it. the title again doesn't make me know. I don't think <laughs> I've ever heard it. <laughs> said it was written in the 60s didn't that help uh do you know the song i'm talking about nathan uh yeah because i I, i'm trying to remember i think um i think you mentioned it on another one just briefly and so i went and looked it up but uh i think that was like two years ago so um go ahead and talk to us about it dude generation yes it is somebody hum a few bars here let me how's it go it's it's got a kumbaya type bias. Um, someday at Christmas, w- men won't be boys playing with bombs like kids play with toys. One warm December, our hearts will see a world where men are free. Uh, about two years ago, Apple featured him and Andra Day, uh, who is uh, R and B singer, might be gospel singer, combination of both. I'm not sure, but. Um, it's an Apple commercial, but they sing the whole song, and it's it's pretty good. Um, I like the harmonies they do it and stuff. But uh, anyway, I just dig that song. But it's hard to talk about because Zach hasn't heard it, which is taking me back, Nathan, to the infamous Christmas episode with Steve Hartland. <laughs> when yeah. Zach, honestly, halfway through the episode, and Steve is a very informed dude. He reads a lot. He's very uh, in tune with culture. But we found the Achilles heel. The uh, the soft spot in his armor was no doubt um, music, Christmas music in particular, where we're sa- like throwing out songs like "Yeah, Santa Claus is Coming to Town." I don't think I've heard that particular song. <laughs> uh, we're like, "Wow, Feliz wow. Navidad." Uh, that yeah, might Feliz be familiar. Oh, what's this? <laughs> that sounds like a Spanish tune. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're kind of in that ground. But I like the song. Because, yes, it's got kind of a liberal, uh, oh, wouldn't it be great if everybody in the world was uh, happy and at peace, etc. But actually, I think it's a great setup to uh, you know, introduce Jesus, why he came, etc. Uh, which is, uh, yeah, I like that song too, man. I think what he's, 
like the line in there that's kind of said, someday all our dreams will come to be, someday in a world where men are free, maybe not in time for you and me, but someday at Christmas time. Um, and of course, you know, we know that's going to happen in the literal thousand year millennium. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I, 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 wait a minute. I, I just realized I don't believe that. But um, anyway, you can, whatever your eschatology, you can find a way to say that will be true one day. After um, the rapture, yes. Exactly. exactly. After, no, exactly. let's specify the pre rapture. The pre um, You know, so we can. We can create a new controversy that no one cares about. Um, so, all right, well, scrap that song, Nathan, because what is there to say about it? I commented and uh, had no punch to it whatsoever. Well, I got to so. say, I, while you were talking, I brought it up on YouTube and listened to about 20 seconds of it, and I definitely have never in my life laid ears on it. But um, Wow. I, I do apologize for my Steve Hartland-like lack of any... Yeah. <laughs> cultural knowledge <laughs> no that's fine dude it makes me think i may have a disproportionate interest in that song uh, that few <laughs> people know about and it allowed me to drop my word of the day calendar reference so um yeah this uh, let's disproportionately continue this discussion <laughs> you have to use it three times a day man <laughs> <laughs> greg is that calendar or toilet paper you said right <laughs> Exactly, dude. Same thing for me. I'll just leave it at that. Same. Oh man, Zach. Let me ask you. What's one of your favorite Christmas songs? Well, dude, keeping with the Grinch theme, I one of my favorite Christmas albums mm-hmm. is uh, Tooth and Nail, mid nineties. They came out with Happy Christmas. Then they came out with Happy Christmas Volume Two the next year, which I thought was spectacular. Mm-hmm. And it had uh, Sixpence None the Richer doing "You're a Mean One, Mister Grinch." Oh, nice. and it was so so good. Then it had uh, uh, MXPX did uh, an original Christmas song, "All Star United," and then uh, Plank Eye, which was one of my favorite '90s kind of Christian uh, pop punk type bands, did Jesu Bambino. And um, I, I thought, I love, I love. And then, of course, the Lost Dogs do that chipmunk song at the end. Right. Oh, very cool. Nice. That's great. Greg, let me ask you, what is, um, now I know uh, Zach has already mentioned your least, or one of your least favorites. What's another one that you just can't stand this time of the year? No, oh, there's, there's so many of them, dude. Uh, most of the ones that, honestly, they play on, our local radio station, the 101.9, I find I used to get excited about it because, you know, I'm pathetic. I'm cliche. I love Christmas music. Uh, Lisa and I have the, the cliche fight before, after Thanksgiving. I'm playing it before Thanksgiving. She doesn't want it until after. Um, so when it comes on on the Thanksgiving Eve at 5 p.m., where they go all Christmas through uh, Christmas Day, I get excited. But I'm increasingly or i should say decreasingly excited because they play um what's the word um oh yeah hot garbage uh that's what they <laughs> disproportionately they hot garbage disproportionate hot garbage uh and then the other word i've been using is leverage so let me leverage that point um can't think of how to do it um yeah dude i'm, I'm but uh, there's so many i'm actually blanking when i think about them okay we talked about the paul mccartney song um uh, Santa Baby, never been a big fan. Just think it's stupid um, mm. and kind of odd, you know, that there's like a girl who's got this kind of sexual uh, vibe she's sending out to a uh, rotund, uh, bearded man that could be her grandfather. It's weird. Um, Santa's a little like hot. That, I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. And actually, what am I saying, dude? I should defend gray pot bellied men um, <laughs> for. <laughs> reasons of self-interest so uh yeah scrap everything i just said guys it's a great song love it love it wish they play it more often uh, oh man i gotta say one of uh one of the ones that i find uh really annoying and overplayed is um i saw mommy kissing santa claus oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that kid's scarred for life am i right I, yeah, I <laughs> that's true 
Oh man, that's true. Now, which version, dude? Just any version? I mean, normally I think of the Jackson Five. Oh, version, I, right, I, I like everything MJ of the driving. Jackson Five. So good. Yeah. Yes. The um, yeah, I think just in general, it's uh, you know, just uh, the song is overplayed and. Um, you know, I mean, so many songs are, but yeah, I just, that one I find, uh, just, just really annoying. One that I would like them to kind of redo for a more uh, <clears throat> realistic perspective though, is, um, all I want for Christmas is a hippopotamus. Um, you know, yeah, that song is, that, one too much, that song's dude. portrayed, you know, as this cute cuddly thing. Like I want a real version where the hippopotamus is like, you know, tearing the, the, the person to pieces mm-hmm. because of the, you know, the realism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hippos yeah, actually like are responsible for more deaths than almost any other animal every year, man. That's yeah. like a scientific fact. I know. I wow, know. Vicious. <laughs> Territorial. Wow. Yeah, Man. yeah, they yeah, are so the you most. One into those in your house on Christmas morning. Yeah, it wouldn't go I over. I bet that wouldn't well. go well. Yeah, that yeah, would, forget. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Right. Grandma's getting mauled <laughs> by a hippopotamus. That's the new horror Christmas well. movie right there. Now, guys, we got a dangerous thing happening. I'm just telling you, my AirPods are signaling that they're getting low. What's so up, I'm gonna put them. I'm going to put them in the case, <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Players. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> you there? Is he dead? All right, dudes. Am I there? Oh, you're there. I'm still here. All right. I'll put them back in in about 10 minutes once they charge. But All we'll, right. All we'll right. See. Now, let me ask you. Uh, so, Greg, you gave us a song that you really like and enjoy. Zach, what's one that you really um, – well, you already talked about. What's another one you really like? All right, now let, let me. I, I thought everyone loved this song until about two years ago on Facebook. People started like their their unpopular opinion colon or, or guilty confession type thing that they hate this song, and, and it's the Carol of the Bells, particularly the version from the Home Alone soundtrack that goes all like sort of techno when he's setting up the, oh, the yeah. statistic oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. funhouse. But a, any really good. Uh, rendition of the Carol of the Bells, I feel like, even though there's not really any salvific, you know, actual mm-hmm. incarnational language in it, right. it, it gets me in such a kind of intense Christmas mood. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know what your, your thoughts are on that one. Yeah, I, I really like that song. Um, my wife's school just did uh, a Christmas carol, and throughout they were playing uh, Christmas songs uh, on the on the in between, and they did that song, and it really you're right. There's just something that really brings out um, Christmas and invokes the mood and feeling of Christmas in it. I, I I do enjoy it. I like even my favorite is the one without the words done by Trans Siberian Orchestra. Oh yeah, I love yeah, that that's version good. Of it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Hey, what's the song that's similar, Zach? You might know. Um, I never can tell what they're singing. It's like it sounds like a kids' choir, and it's like. Oh, should I even try it? Didn't try it. Do it. Oh, I can't. For what oh. am I doing? This is no. Can't, can't try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? You know what I'm talking about? Dude? I don't. I got no clue. That's man. the one where they're like singing "Merry Merry Christmas" over yeah. again on this Merry Christmas night. Da, da, huh, huh, on this Merry Christmas night. Yeah. Uh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. That song, guys. Okay, that's yeah. enough. Now stop. <laughs> Nathan, please take that out in the edit, which Nathan interprets as please isolate that clip and use it for the promo. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but but you guys know the song I'm talking about, right? Yes. No. <laughs> I think Zach needs you to sing a few more bars. <laughs> yes, I know, dude. It's um, what is yeah. Just about? pull that up on YouTube, there, Zach. Uh, just describe it the way I did. Just put in a kid <laughs> choir on this merry Christmas night. Um, and I, somebody told me years ago it was a Christian song, but I don't know because I've never actually taken time to look up the words. Um, Got it coming up now. I wish you guys could also hear it. Oh, there's a Trans-Siberian Orchestra version of that, too. You guys ever seen them live? I've heard that it's an amazing show. I've I've heard heard that, that too. too. Yeah, no, I haven't. I had a friend who went and saw them, and it it just blew his mind. He thought they were so good. Wow. Is he okay? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I can drop one out there, guys. Now that it's been a couple years, and this might be anathema, but... um, I'm starting to think pentatonics is a little overrated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. You're, you're with me on that, dude? Yes, absolutely. Uh, just how many people... Oh, dude, have you heard pentatonics? 
So I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So um, let me let me flip that. What do you guys think about the piano guys? I think that's still pretty fresh. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I, I really you know, I really I'm like that. This um, might be my Steve Hartland moment, dude. The piano guys? Piano guys. Oh, my gosh. Dude, you have to – I knew um, Piano Man by Billy Joel, 1974. No. <laughs> um, the piano guys played pianos in ways that weren't intended to be played. Like, uh, you know, like – they and, and they like – They'll like five or six guys will play one piano, yeah. and one of them's playing the keys. One of them's like got like a, a bow from a violin, and he's playing with some of the. It's it's crazy. It's yeah. it's, it's unbelievable that wow. they can make the the amount of beautiful music they do with one instrument, and like somebody is playing like you know the spoons or something. Oh yeah, it, it's really cool. They, they took a piece of paper and they're like they're like just hitting on the paper and creating this rhythm and music with the paper. Um, wow, it's yeah, it's really. Um, let me see if I can uh, find it and have you look it up and listen to it real quick, Greg. But um, let's see. Piano guys. Oh, by the way, I'm listening to uh, On This Merry Christmas Night, and I totally know this song, and I love it. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. See, yeah, I knew you would do it. Just somehow, Zach, like my rendition of it, I don't know why. <laughs> I like yours better, actually. <laughs> I like that song, and it's just got a cool feel to it. You know, I like that kind of large Christmassy choir thing, and... Uh, can you tell, dude, the lyrics? What are they singing about? I Somebody told me it was a Christmas song, but again, I don't. It seems to be uh, this actual Christmas story because I'm watching the YouTube lyrics version, you know, where they're on okay. the screen. What do you guys think um, uh, the Reverend James King thinks of Christmas? <laughs> yes. Is it, is it okay? Yes. Or? Do you think, I bet the Reverend James King. Could, we, could um, we maybe dial him in and see if we could get him live on this episode <laughs> real quick? I'll um, tell you what. I have a feeling, dude, that the Reverend James King... If he was given a little time, could <laughs> drop a good Christmas thing that could later be inserted into this podcast. All right, that seems like something that should happen. Indeed, right. it seems like it could happen. <laughs> I, I bet if we reach out to the illustrious Reverend Doctor James King, um, he could probably drop some Christmas wisdom on us. All right. Well, Greg, um, since since uh, since you left the podcast and you have nothing better to do with your time, I'm going to let yes. you broker that one. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can broker that contact. I will reach out. I'm still waiting to see if the Bartles and James uh, partnership <laughs> might form. Uh, the Bartles and King James partnership, I think, would be very, very sweet. Um, All right, Greg. So, but, so piano guys, angels we have heard on high. That's the one you gotta you gotta check out. I will, dude. I will totally. I mean, you want me to check that out now? Yeah, you can. I mean, you can do that now. I can. Um, um, I can talk for a second about um, one of my favorite songs. If you guys haven't had a chance to hear it, is um, it's by uh, Meredith Andrews, and she does um, "God Rest You Merry Gentlemen" and combines it with "He Has Come for Us." Um, it's a really good mix of it. I just played it for my teachers yesterday uh, during morning devotions, and I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of messing around with you know traditional songs that i really know and love and recognize i really feel like this version adds to uh adds to the the traditional hymn um and just uh you know really brings something to it because it you know like i said it just adds to and talks about christ coming for us he's the messiah he's the one um, so if you guys get a chance to listen to that one, uh, God, I, I wrote it down, gentleman. dude. How does it compare Nathan to, you know, one of my personal favorites, mm -hmm. the, uh, mashup of, uh, God rest you married gentlemen and we three Kings with bare naked ladies and Sarah McLaughlin. I really enjoy Ooh. that one. Um, yeah. I, I like that version. That one's more like a, uh, kind of peppy, you know, uplifty, yeah. ver you know, this, this like is, uh, it, we could legitimately sing this in church as a worship song, uh, ah, this cool. mashup of it. So, yes, I'm still waiting for that Christmas Eve service, dude, where <clears throat> like we stand up and just say, everybody, let's stand and let's sing the bare naked ladies version <laughs> of God Rest Your Married Gentlemen. Well, just, Greg, just come on. To... it can't be any worse than a few years ago when you were like, we're going to stand and sing the little drummer boy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, how dare you, sir? Uh, no, dude, fortunately, I can tell you this. I did not. Um, let's just say, had I caught wind, I 
rarely do I enter into the music discussions of the church. We uh, always had really good people that are involved and do it. That was a rare slip up. A well-intended young lady who was, uh, you know, just put that one in there. And still, Nathan, Jill Dempsey had the best line. Who um, was a wonderful woman, pillar of our church. And she was telling me afterwards, yeah, that was kind of awkward. And I said, yeah, Jill, was it just awkward to see the slide that came up with only the words, pa, rum, pa, pom, pom, <laughs> rum, pa, pom, pom. And she went deeper than that. She goes, yeah, I mean, that was the weird, that was weird. But I think it was, uh, gosh, it was just weird to sing about since uh, it, it didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's kind of a good point. Nail she on goes, the head. Right. She goes, I'd like to think that all the songs we sing, they're either truths about God that are kind of eternal or transcendent, or they're based on things that, like, he he actually did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a step short of Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lateral so, move, maybe. Oh, my goodness. Also, man. a song just makes me angry. Dude, I put a, uh, a cartoon, um, I think uh, Jared C. Wilson had shared it, and I, I retweeted it, of... Uh, it's the little drummer boy next to uh, Jesus and Mary. Jesus is in the manger, and he's saying, "Dude, that is literally the worst song I have." <laughs> <laughs> That's dude. I gotta say, there was a guy years ago who I know is not listening to this podcast who's in vocational ministry, who told me with a straight face and meant it with every fiber of his being. That that was not just his favorite Christmas song; it was his favorite song. Of all time. Listen, you don't um, need those kind of people in your life. I know, I know. It was sort of the the locus of identity for his relationship with God. <laughs> and I was like, wow, dude, because that is just, um, I'm, I'm going to drop a phrase on you guys, uh, hot garbage. Um, <laughs> that was actually last week's word of the day, because that's oh, the second yeah. time he dropped the hot garbage. Dude, guys, let me rephrase that, disproportionate garbage. Uh, <laughs> That's what I would say about Little Drummer Boy. Um, yeah, and can I ask, do you guys like, I don't like the song White Christmas. I find it dreadfully boring. Hmm. I, uh, maybe I, I'm. I like the one version. The Big Crosby be, one? Yeah, just yeah. because it's, I don't know, I, I like all those standards from that era, that kind of greatest generation crooner kind of stuff. I, I can't help it. I do love them. I, I usually do. I, I do too. Something about that song just never grab me and i think it's a little insensitive i would prefer that it would be uh caucasian christmas uh, <laughs> wait no that's why does it have to be a white christmas yeah, exactly. <laughs> why could it be a multicolored christmas uh, they could do stuff you know um, why, so, why not a rainbow christmas in this right, exactly. that's what i want to know that's what i'm dreaming of exactly uh, greg did you ever see the movie uh you know i dude i've never seen it that is a fun movie. Like you might have a new appreciation for the song if you saw the movie. The Lots of F words in it, though, you guys. Lots of F words. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right, dude. Uh, we will watch it, dude. I will add that to the Dutcher Christmas list. Uh, we've already started. When our daughter was home from college, we uh, uh, over Thanksgiving, we we only got one in. We got uh, planes, trains, automobiles, nice. and it's an easy movie. All you got to do is keep your finger on the mute button for the scene <laughs> when uh, Steve Martin comes into the airport rental car terminal. Uh, uh, shockingly, though, my kids were able to make out the word that we muted. Um, shockingly, <laughs> yeah, that, that he says about twenty-seven times. Do you uh, have your rental agreement? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, guys, those aren't pillows. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> classic man. Too. I, can you guys believe it? It's good. John Candy, one of my favorite. He's been gone since 1993. Wow, um, amazing in that movie, man. Yeah, amazing, amazing in everything, in yeah. almost everything. Great in uh, Uncle Buck. Great in yeah. the Great Outdoors. Who is yeah. Harry Crumb? Yes. Terrible. Oh, you didn't like yeah. that one? No, I, I I watched it like too late. I think someone's okay. like. We were talking John Candy, me and my, my secretary, my former secretary of the church. And she's like, what about who is Harry Crumb? Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen it. She's like, I'll rent it tonight. And I rented it. And my uh, wife and I watched it. We were like, what? There's no, what? It didn't I make, I, I think it was too late. You know, like you have to watch it when it's new. And yeah. then you have nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I, I mean, that's, I think that's fair enough. There are definitely yeah. a lot of, uh, a lot of things like that, I think. He, uh, he's in Home Alone. But other than that, he doesn't have a Christmas movie. Yeah, that's a good point. You're right. Yeah. He doesn't have his 
you would think he would have been the classic Christmas movie guy because technically Planes, Trains is the Thanksgiving movie. Right, right. Uh, they always call it a holiday movie. But That's a definitive back. Thanksgiving movie is what that is. Yes, yes, one of the few, one of the few. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you don't improve upon lines like when they're trying to get out of Wichita and Steve Martin says, oh, do you think the, the, they'll, they'll let us fly out of here? <laughs> We'd have better luck playing pickup sticks with our butt cheeks and getting out of here. <laughs> um, people, that is just classic. Um yeah, and I'm listening, or I'm watching YouTube, dude, if you can hear. This is quality. Angels We Have Heard on High by the Piano Guys. Ah, yes. Uh, I'm yeah. going to check that out. Looks very, yeah, I see they're all over that piano playing every possible thing that can be played. Um, very cool. Very cool. Nice. Nice. Dude, this is uh, this has been a really uh, fun episode. Um it's always to, fun, dude. Yeah, with, I have the privilege of hanging with you peeps. Well, see, I can, I, to, can I lightning around you guys real quick on what our four albums are that we play to death every year? Yeah, man. Oh, sure, dude. Let's do it. A- Amy Grant has a Christmas album that is spectacular. Yep. Yep. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, we, we listened to Harry Connick Jr.'s first Christmas album again and again and again. Nice. Nice. Um, we, I, I like to put in this Michael Bublé EP that's got about six songs on it. Yeah. Great. You're stealing mine, dude. Yeah. And then finally, the Gettys, uh, Joy of Christmas, which has the definitive rendition of God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. Yeah. With all the like Celtic stuff going with it. The, yep. those, if, I, if I could just have four albums and it was uh, for Christmas and it was those four, I don't think I'd miss anything else. That's cool. Very good. That's good. Dude, I'm going to bring in real-time stuff. I got my sons here. Isaac, what's your favorite Christmas song? Someday at Christmas by Stevie Wonder. Whoa, he's a oh, disciple. Is. Oh, Someday that wasn't a Christmas setup or anything. <laughs> Wonder. Ben Dutcher, favorite Christmas song? Someday at Christmas, Stevie Wonder. We've been watching it a lot here. And again, dudes, check out the YouTube video of him singing it with uh, Andre Day. Wow. Amazing. Nice. Um, dude, can I join in on that lightning round? Yeah, dude. do it. A couple repeats there. Amy Grant, I think, has like three or four Christmas albums. So I'm going to lump Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith, uh, who they, they're basically Christmas album Christian singers. A lot of great stuff in all their, their albums. Uh, some not so great stuff, but I, we kind of lump them together. We've got a mashup. Uh, I'm a big fan of Third Day's Christmas album. Um, there's some really cool stuff on there and a unique song called Born in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Nathan, we did it in church last week. Yep. Uh, great song. Um, Nat King Cole, we always play because it's just, man, that's when it feels like Christmas. Uh, uh, ben and I have even taken a love the song Toys for Tots, which is really just a commercial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because we like at the end, it goes, oh, you can bless some poor unfortunate child in your own community. Uh, so we know every word. That's good. And then a uh, fourth one I'll get in there would be, uh, uh, yeah, I'm totally blanking. Oh, uh, Martina McBride has a really good Christmas album. Lisa got a little country in her, so that's one we make. <laughs> nice. Very good. That's great. I um, So one of the ones that I could listen to um, over and over again, uh, Sela, uh, Rose of Bethlehem, their album. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Light of the Stable in it. It's got the Noel, but the Swahili version in there. Yeah. Nathan, when I worked for Family Christian Store, now defunct uh, National Christian Retail Chain, I used to work for their their home office in Grand Rapids, the the corporate office. So every year for our Christmas party, they would bring in a total A-lister to sit there and play a concert for the 110 people or 140 people or whatever who worked for the home office. Yep. Private concert. Nice. We had Fernando Ortega, we had Mark Schultz, we had all these people that were quite quite popular. Oh, that's and cool. one year it was Sela. And oh. so it's in like a banquet hall rented at a hotel. Yep. I'm sitting there eating my dinner two tables over from the grand piano. And wow. the entertainment is Sela. And they did that that Swahili one and it was the first time they'd performed it, they said. Oh wow. Wow. And, and everyone got a copy of that C D on the way out the door. And man, that was just a that was a tremendous, tremendous uh, performance. And and those they're every bit as good live as they are mastered and mixed and corrected on this on the albums. Ooh, oh, that's yeah. cool. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's that is awesome, Zach. Yeah, I've seen him in concert to do Christmas, but not like that. But yeah, Rose of Bethlehem. Yeah, it's got some great lines in it. There's a with tear of morning dew right rolling down the rose. Mm-hmm. 
uh, yeah. because what will be, he knows. Sounds um, pagan to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes, but we broke your stride, Nathan. That was one, Selah. Yeah, so, and and to me, like, if there was one that I could choose, that would probably be it, just because um, I ha- we have, we've, we have worn that CD down. There are places where it's like, it's like skipping because we play it so much in the car, so we got to get a new copy of it so that would be one there's a mix one that we have i forget what the name of the mix is but it's got a bunch of different ones and you mentioned uh they brought in mark schultz mark schultz version of o come o come emmanuel uh, is probably one of my favorites and that's on there so i really um really like that one just a great mix of different uh christmas songs on there um you guys are going to be disappointed in me but i do enjoy the pentatonics christmas one, um, I really That's right, Nathan. like you, that one. You need, you need grace. You need <laughs> I need mercy. Jesus like need, everyone else. <laughs> you do, you do. You just proved it, man. That's good. Um, and then, actually, another one of my favorites is uh, Jim Neighbors, who played Gomer Pyle. No way, uh, dude. He has a Christmas <laughs> album, and he has a fantastic singing voice. And so, he actually did, dude. Yeah. So that's one of uh, that's one of my favorite ones as well. Well, golly. Yeah, I know. Um, ooh, ooh, I got one more, you guys. And that would yeah. be a, a young woman named Erin O'Donnell. And uh, this is an album that my son sleeps to. He'll, go, he'll put on and go to sleep every night, year-round, her wow. Christmas album. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. And, I'm going to check it out, dude. Erin O'Donnell. Very cool. Nice. Nice. Dudes, fun episode. A little bit different take. Um, on what we normally do, but, uh, you know, great nonetheless. And, uh, what's so, in this furs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't think I haven't started scratching down some lyrics. <laughs> song of invitation to inductive Bible study. Um, oh my and word. for some reason I have to put the word inductive in there. It just makes it sound more, more K Arthur like in biblical. So, um, Dude, we got to get that laid down, and we could make a little money on uh, iTunes to give to Toys for Tots and bless a uh, unfortunate soul in your neighborhood. Dude, we could. Let's make a little cheddar and make everything better. Um, I love it, dude. What's up, players? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. Well, we hope you uh, hope you enjoyed our uh, kickoff to the Christmas season. And uh, Greg, Zach, we just rocked the Casbah. These go to 11.